Buckle up. We have a powerful broadcast tonight on Firepower. We want to welcome you to tonight's show. And as always, please help us share this broadcast. The famous last words of David Wilkerson. What were they? What was the message that was on his heart to the American church and really the global church and the warning that he gave? Well, these are uh, what we're going to discuss tonight. It's going to be very powerful because Mario, who I'm about to bring in here, actually knew David Wilkerson very well and his father. And so let's go ahead and bring in uh, Mr. Mario Murillo. Uh, Mario, you knew David Wilkerson, and so this is going to be near and dear to your heart. His famous last words, the last prophetic word that he gave to America before the Lord took him home. Uh, why don't you talk about this a little bit? Well, uh, one of the things when you say you know someone, and I, I appreciate you mentioning that, is that it was a very sobering relationship. God used him to speak into my life at key moments. And uh, I I knew him from the 1960s, late 1960s, wow. when I first met him. I was a teenager, and uh, we had an incredible thing called the Jesus movement that David Wilkerson was in the middle of. And I'm going to tell you what you're about to see tonight in our show is it's a, it's an important thing. It's so important. I can't even put the right words together for it, except to say, ladies and gentlemen, you got to get the word out of what you're going to see tonight, because we're going to take a message from David Wilkerson, the last one, uh, the which is notable, the last predictions that he made before he went to heaven and how pertinent they are. And they're going to come alive and you're going to be amazed and you're going to be sobered because when you hear the message that he brings, it's not an easy message. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, Todd, we missed it. The prophets yeah. missed it in 2019. Right. Many of the self-proclaimed, the true prophets, no, they didn't miss it. Right. But there were many that called themselves prophet that missed it. And yeah. wouldn't it have been great in 2019 if we had been told what we needed to do to be ready for 2020? That's wouldn't right. that have been great? It but would we have. missed it. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know what's so amazing about David Wilkerson's words is they're in due season right now. I mean, what what he said, you know, in the in the early 2000s, we're watching literally. I mean, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And these words are profound. These were true prophetic words, to your point. And uh, a lot of people didn't even know who David Wilkerson was until after he died. Now, of course, many did know who he was. He had millions of people yeah. on his mailing list and that, you know, subscribed to his teachings and watched the ministry. But a lot of people, like in my generation, you know, found out about him later, but still consider him a big voice in their life because his teachings were so on point, you know. And and it needs to be noted that we at Mario Murillo Ministries believe in the prophetic. We believe in it. We don't believe in the false prophetic, but we believe in the true prophetic. And, you know, there's a, there's one side of this that I think needs to be said. What would we have done if we had known in 2019 what 2020 was actually going to be like? Uh, you don't know how many pastors I know that have lost their churches because they locked them down during the pandemic. They they thought the government was right. They they listened to the government, and had there been a voice that said something is coming, where they're going to tell you to stop meeting together, and you need to resist it. 
Now here's the price that they paid. Their churches did not come back. One of the largest churches in the region where I live, we're talking over 20,000 members. He met with leaders after it was all over. And he said, you know what we found out when we let the church go virtual? We found out that they could live without us. They didn't need us. So we can't look at the, the kind of message you're about to hear as a negative thing. And I want you to comment on this in a moment, Todd. We can't okay. look at it as a negative thing if God warns us that something is coming. Because in the final analysis, they would not have lost their churches. Businesses wouldn't have been destroyed. And momentum wouldn't have been permanently lost if we had had a solid prophetic word that said, do not let the government shut you down. And this is why David's words are so vital now, because the same positive result can come out of it, that we will know exactly what to do in this hour. Go ahead, Todd. No, I mean, the Lord raised up voices in that 2020 period that were bold, you know, lions and generals, I call them, but, you know, folks that were willing to stand. And at the time, it was very, uh, you know, there were people online that were, you know, eviscerating people. You're open. Grandma's going to die. This one's going to die. But, you know, they they were able to, to inquire of the Holy Spirit. And they remembered what the scripture said. Do not forsake the assembling together of the brethren. Lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And uh, there's something about uh, um, you have a more of a fear of the Lord than a fear of man. That's the key is always, you know, inquiring of the Holy Spirit and getting uh, the understanding of where God wants you to go and how as a leader versus, you know, uh, the media or whoever it is that's out there, some local tyrant that's that's pressuring, you know. And so uh, I really believe you you're one of those people, Mario, that you understood during that time what was happening and you were inquiring of the Holy spirit and the Lord has expanded your territory tremendously. I mean, I, even the last couple of years, yeah. the tent meetings have, have exploded. And you know, anybody that stood during that time, we saw a very similar thing at the ministry where there was an explosion. It wasn't marketing. It wasn't some type of strategy mm -hmm. or church growth was, or, you know, how to be right. relevant. It was the anointing of the Holy spirit because, you know, we were willing to stand. And I think that folks respect that. And I think one of the problems with a lot of these leaders that didn't stay open and, and stayed closed for elongated periods of time is that when they came back, people were like, how can I trust the leadership of this person if they were willing to cave now? You know, who knows what's going to I mean, they're talking about this uh, disease X and all these different things that potentially could happen in the future. You know, what's going to happen when something else happens? You know, are you going to are you going to close down again? What's going to determine to stay open to, you know, that they already knew that they had something on these people. And so uh, I think it was a real separation period, Mario. I really do. It was, you know, and I think every, you know, there was a lot of churches that shut down for when, when Trump said, what was it, 12 days to slow the spread or something. What I'm talking about is those that, you know, stayed closed and, and some of them months. I mean, right. some of them even longer than months. It was, it was a long period of time. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, another thing too, is that C.S. Lewis said, when the whole world is charging toward the cliff, anyone going in the other direction will look insane. Right. And that's what we're trying to do to this audience tonight. With David Wilkerson's last words, we want you to not head toward the cliff, but away from it so that you are protected and successful and thriving in what's about to hit the world. 
So I think with that, why don't you introduce the first segment uh, yeah. of this so, message from it, David? Uh, David Wilkerson starts talking about, is this the worst crisis that we've seen in our nation? And, you know, it's, it's just so interesting because we're looking on, on the brink of a possible war, another war in the Middle East now. I mean, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the next 24 hours. There's a lot of things already happening right now. Um, but, you know, is it going to escalate what's going to happen there? And so these are questions that are on our mind right now that this man of God was prophetically speaking several, you know, was over a decade ago. So why don't we go ahead and play this first clip? Something from God's heart that God gave me this past day, fat past few days. Uh, the whole world knows what is happening here in the United States. We're in a worst crisis in our history. Uh, the people everywhere, especially in New York City, where the crisis hangs so heavy overheads, there is a great fear. I was told that in the stock market, after it closes, uh, men are collapsing and falling down in fear. And it's not just an American problem. It's a European problem. It's worldwide. God is doing what he warned us he would do when sins have mounted up into heaven. And that's that he would shake everything that can be shaken. And the whole world is shaking now with an economic meltdown. And it's going to get so frightening that not one of us will be unaffected. We're all going to be affected. Every minister, every family, Christians and unbelievers alike. We're all going to feel and see things that are terrifying. And many are going to have their faith shaken. Many are going to abandon their faith. Even when Jesus walked the earth, when hard message came, when hard times came, and he saw many leave him. He said, many, the Bible says, many forsook him. And he turned to his disciples and he said, will you forsake me also? Now, everywhere I go, I hear people saying, is there a word? What's going to happen next? What is God saying? And I want you to know what I believe God's speaking to my own heart, especially last night as walking and talking with him. Went to the word of God because the only word is from the word itself, from God. There's no economist, there's no evangelist, there's no one that can give us the answers. We have to go to the word, we have to go to the Father. Wow. You know, uh, I want to thank Alpha Omega Productions for doing such an excellent job. And they produce a lot of great work and that that's powerful. I want to yes. I want to say that we begin tonight with that. We began with that tonight to answer the question, going to the word of God. It is not an accident, is it, Todd, that the devil has the church avoiding the Bible like never right. before. Right. And the, the reason he wants you to listen to a prophetic word and not the scriptures, the reason he wants you to trust an emotion or a sign or an indication or some side, what I call out of Bible experience is because of what David Wilkerson just said. Our hope is in God, the father and the inspired book that he left us through his son. And we have to read it. We have to understand it because in it is where we find hope. Todd, what do you think? 
Yeah, you know, I was thinking about John the Baptist, and he said, one will come that will not just baptize you with water, but with fire. And, that, you know, of course, that was Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that came in Acts chapter 2. But the deal is, is that if we're not an on-fire believer, if we're not operating in the unction of the Spirit, and like you said, in His Word and in the secret place, it, what, what Pastor David said is exactly right. He said, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. This is where we're at. And I really believe God is wanting us to go deeper than ever before and to understand who we are in Jesus Christ, that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. So we're watchmen. We understand what's going on. We're discerning the times. We, we can. There's an urgency in our spirit. We see things building up. We know the hour is late. Uh, all these things are very apparent to anybody that's in the word and in prayer on a consistent basis. But the deal is, though, see, he, he was talking about many will have their faith shaken and many will abandon their faith. And what, what that is, is that's fear. There's fear. Yeah. And so what we've seen in the last couple of years, there's a lot of fear going around in there. There's a lot of fear tactics. That's the devil's weapon against the body right now. We have to understand, identify it. It's the fear. So we've got to know, you know, fear is not of God. Anytime when there's fear, you know, it's not of God because he says in his word, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So he wants us to have a sober, sound mind and to understand and discern and then to utilize the tools in the scripture like you were talking about, Mario. You know, and I remember in the Jesus movement that we had, Christian rock and roll. It really was created at that time. Uh, contemporary Christian music. I don't remember a single Christian contemporary artist that renounced his faith. Not one. I can't remember. I remember Love Song, Second Chapter of Acts, Andre Crouch, uh, Chuck Gerard. The list goes on and on and on. Not one do I remember. The phenomenon of Christian pop artists backsliding and openly renouncing their faith has been a phenomenon of the last five years. We've not seen it before. We've also seen mega church pastors stand in their pulpit and say, I no longer believe in the Christian faith. I no longer believe in this. We've never had that before. I think they even had a name for, what, what was that, Todd? Deconstruction or something right. like Deconstructionism. that? Deconstructionism, yeah, yeah. That's going on now a lot online. There's a lot of people, and there's a lot of uh, voices that are that are heresy hunters, That a lot of sensationalists, people that don't even believe in the gifts of the Spirit or the move of God or miracles for today that are online destructing, like you said, deconstructing. And what that's doing is that's putting a little bit of leaven, a little bit of doubt, in the minds of believers. I think the enemy is using it to turn. So you see people turning their guns on the church instead of turning their guns on the actual battle that we're in, which is a battle of light versus darkness. Everything that's playing out on this world stage right now is a battle of light versus darkness. So we really, we have to be unified as believers, true believers in Jesus Christ to understand the battle that we're in, but it is winnable and we're in, I believe in, and Pastor David is going to talk about it a little bit more, but I believe we're going to be protected and God is going to be with us because he says in his word, he's with us until the end of the age. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. So even though there's all these egregious things and all this stuff that we're watching, I mean, uh, David talked about, uh, you know, the sin is, is heaped to heaven. 
And it has. I mean, look at what we're, we're seeing right. now where people, they don't even understand what gender they are. They're saying there's 56 of them. You know, uh, people are all worried about all these different things. I, I see Christians carrying heavy, heavy burdens. I know you see this too, Mario, where, you know, you just go and you see people so heavy laden and burdened down and they say, Pastor, I'm weary. You know, I feel like God has forsaken me. This is exactly what the enemy wants us to feel. But that's not actually what's going on. Nope. And you know, uh, one thing important in what we saw with David's message is that it was, he was referring to the 2008 meltdown, right? When Obama right. took power. Yeah. And the fact is you could tell by his voice that he knew he was talking about something that was yet in the future. Yes. He, he was talking beyond the economic meltdown that happened in the, the stock exchange. He's talking about something else. And that shaking of everything that is shaking, it is a moment that every one of us need to reevaluate what our priorities are. We should never wait for crisis to strike in order to develop a faith that is fireproof, a conviction that is unshakable, and prayers where we get with God and we're not just there in a maintenance program, but in anticipation of what's coming. And, and I really believe that that's why the, the happy-go-lucky, the lighthearted, the almost hilarity that some Christians are engaging in right now is absolutely self-destructive. And it's got to be replaced by a sober spirit to get a hold of it. Because I'm going to tell you, you will stand against the storm. You will. You'll, you're not just surviving it, my friend. We're going to get into that in a moment. But one more thing that I, that I want us to cover before we continue with this message is this. The danger of the hour that we're in that the world feels, that David said the world will feel it. This just came out. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken warned that the ongoing conflict in the Middle East, which escalated after a drone strike killed three American soldiers in Jordan, appears to be the region's most dangerous period in 50 years. Now, that, that coincides with what you just heard David Wilkerson say. We are at a moment right now where the Middle East is living out what everything that is in Revelation and Ezekiel, and the prophetic words concerning the Middle East, it's all coming to a head right before your eyes. And at this hour, when we're in such seemingly imminent danger, there are steps and things that God wants us to do. And so uh, that's what I believe. So, uh, Todd, I'm going to ask you right now. Yeah. You're reading the headlines. You're seeing what's going on right now. Don't you think that in this hour, the most important thing is not going to be just faith, but supernatural faith. That's it's right. not going to be just conviction, but supernatural conviction. And yes. that there are going to be assaults on the spirit-filled walk. You're going to see a spike in persecution against spirit-filled Christians, Pentecostals and Charismatics, and, and you have some information on that. So tell us a little bit about it. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, the World Economic Forum, this is wild. There's three areas that they're targeting and they actually, uh, you're not going to see this reported anywhere, uh, but this is uh, from a source that's very credible uh, that it knows all about this. There's a group of pastors that were called by the World Economic Forum to go out there and they've been, you know, engaging in uh, this this arena, you know, looking at the different faiths and how they can, you know, infiltrate. But, you know, the Christians in particular are who they're interested, <laughs> funny enough, right? So they know where the power is. That's what it is. But there's three areas. Number one, they want to stop prosperity and they want to, so they want, they want to stop tithing. So they want to cut off the financing to the church. Why? Because in 2020, who is it that was their biggest opposition? It was pastors that we talked about in the first segment that were willing to stand people that were willing to push back and say, no, I'm not going to bow down to, you know, to Nebuchadnezzar. I'm going to, I'm going to be like me, Shad, Shadrach and Abednego. I'm going to stand. And those are the people that the Lord has prospered their ministry. So they got that. They understand that. So the second one, they don't want us speaking in tongues. Interesting. They don't want us speaking in our, in our heavenly language. They, they want to cut out the power of supernatural prayer and, and understanding revelation of the Holy Spirit because they know that an unction of the Spirit and, and revelation of the Spirit is how you get divine strategy, things that you wouldn't ordinarily know, but because God has given you a strategy and understanding of something supernaturally, to your point, you're able to. So they, they, they're trying to squelch that. They're trying to suppress that. And so it was prosperity. It was tongues. And then the last one, Mario, you really, uh, this one really applies to both of us, but you know, healing ministry, healing ministry. Yeah. I mean, you have the tent and you know, hundreds, thousands right. of people getting healed and they, they want to say, well, there's no gifts that are for today. Miracles aren't happening. And so those three areas, if you think about it, they have identified the power of the Holy Spirit. And so isn't that amazing? And of course, we're not going to comply to that. Yeah. We're going to push yeah. back and say, absolutely not. We're going to continue to speak in tongues. We're going to continue to uh, fund the kingdom. And we certainly are going to continue to operate in, in the gift of healing. Well, folks, you heard it first here. So when you see it, remember, you heard it on Firepower. All right. The World Economic Forum. When you see funding going to ministries that oppose tithing, oppose the gift of tongues and oppose divine healing in the modern era. And you realize it's part of a globalist agenda and it really is an assault. You can remember that you heard it here because that's a very unlikely source. Think about that. The World Economic Forum going against and targeting Pentecostals because yeah. why? They know that's where the power is. There's power in healing. There's power in the gift of tongues. There's power in giving to God. So they're going to go after it. And you heard it right here. Now, uh, tell us a little bit more about this next segment that we're going to hear from Brother David. Yeah, so it, it just feeds right into what we've been talking about. The world is on the brink, and uh, there's so many different things that potentially could happen. Who would have ever thought, even a year ago, that there would be this massive uh, potential war that's already happening? Well, there is a war in Israel, but even an expanded war in the Middle East could involve Iran, it could involve Yemen, you know, the Houthis, you have Hezbollah. So this is continuing to escalate, and of course, China and Russia are in the in the back of this, watching, and uh, you know they're 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 presenting what they want. Hey, U.S., you shouldn't do this. Don't escalate here. We already have what's going on in Eastern Europe. So the world is on the brink, and that's literally what David Wilkerson is talking about right here. Let's go ahead and listen to what he has to say. In First Samuel, thirtieth chapter, I was I was moved by the story of David and his six hundred man army. They came upon over the hill toward Ziklag, their home base. 
and it was in ruins. The fire had destroyed the city. His wives, all the wives, the children were all taken captive by Amalekites. And the Bible says that David and his men wept. David was deeply distressed. And his men wept all day and probably through most of the night until they said there were no more tears. Now, let me tell you that you and I, the godliest person hearing my voice, I don't care how famous you may be. I don't care who you may be. When you first see these frightening things come on the earth, there will be that first flash of fear and terror. I picked up one of our national magazines this a few days ago, and it had a picture of the world, a man representing the world on the brink of falling into a chasm. And it said, the headlines were, the world is collapsing. And it's in the headlines, a great worldwide depression. And the first impact, when I read that, I had a trembling inside. I said, God, so quick, so sudden, how did this happen? Even though many of us prophesied about it for years. When it comes and you see it, it's so overwhelming. Well, there you have it, Todd. The world yes. shaking. Yes. The, the depth of the conviction in David's voice is unmistakable. You can right. feel God trying to plead with us, warning us, trying to get us on the right course. And, and yet people are not listening. In fact, people are getting worse. Mm. You know, I, I just want to mention something. There's there's an organization called Faithful America. It ought to be no. called Unfaithful America. Right. George Soros and, America. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because that's what they're funded. They're funded by the left. They're posing as Christians. They're attacking Franklin Graham for trying to win souls on the border, in the southern border. He's doing a 10-city tour. They claim that they've got 21,000 signatures begging people to shut down Franklin Graham's soul-winning crusades on the southern border. Why? Because of his biblical stance on LGBTQ, Bible. So faithful, what I'll refer to now as unfaithful America, do you believe faithful America? Do you believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God? Because if you do not, you're posing to try to create a Christianity that is so fabricated on social justice, but defies the clearly laid out statements about, about sexual morality that is in the word of God to oppose it. The second crime of, of uh, Dr. Graham is that he supported Donald Trump. And the third is that he's anti-immigrant. So in other words, those of us who love Jesus that don't believe we ought to be invaded by people from other nations who are here to hurt us are being unchristian. We're not being like Christ. And yet here's what the Bible says. It says that the man who does not take care of his own family is worse than an infidel and is denied the faith. So listen, folks, faithful America is not faithful. They're a fraud. They're an affront. They're an embarrassment because they are funded by the left 
And we pray for Franklin Graham right now. On this show, we stand with Franklin Graham to win souls everywhere. And listen, they're going to come after us. They're going to come after me. They're going to say healing isn't real. Tongues isn't real. None of this is real. But you know what? You don't want to do that with me. Look look at me. Listen to this man. I'm the one you don't want to do that with. Because what you're going to do, faithful America, is you're going to unleash an army of on-fire believers who are going to pray and stand. They're going to love you and forgive you, and they're going to unify. You think you're going to be able, George Soros, to create a, a fake Christian army in America? You just wait what Jesus does. Everything Mm. that can be shaken will be shaken. And maybe we need this. Yeah. Maybe we need this in order to redouble our commitment to Christian morality and truth. And God bless Donald Trump. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're up. You know, the the devil's (laughs) overplayed his hand here. Clearly, Mario, you just, you're getting fired up here. I mean, if you think about what they're trying to do is fake the anointing. You can't fake the anointing. There's no way you can fake the anointing. And that's what they're not understanding. They say, we'll just prop up this, this fraudulent organization. We'll give it a Christian sounding name. We'll, we'll put a bunch of no names in there because there's no one in there that has any credibility in the Christian world, you know, and then, and then by the way, we'll go against what the Bible says, but we'll, we'll masquerade as Christians. Um, no, because anybody with discernment can see right through that. So they're, they're underestimating the anointing. They're underestimating the discernment of the Holy Spirit. See, this is what's got them, Mario. This is what it is yep. that they, they're so frustrated because they know there's this power and anointing that's on the ecclesia, that's on the body of Christ, and they don't know what to do. They're trying everything they can. They're trying to figure this out. Think about the border. I mean, all we have to do is look at the book of Nehemiah where they're rebuilding and fortifying the walls. Why? To protect the city against the enemy you know so how it's not biblical well wait a minute i got a story right here nehemiah and then what happened once the fortification happened there was revival there was a move of god because it was the right thing to do it was it was sanctioned by the lord if you think about what happened with nimrod and the tower of babel when the people were scattered that's how cultures developed you know and that's that's where you know it's been like that ever since then and what are they trying to do right now they're trying to bring the world globalism one world global government back together it's the same antichrist spirit and they are trying everything Mario but they I'm telling you right now they're frustrated about the anointing because it's the anointing that destroys the note the yoke they don't know what to do about these davids that are rising up you know I want to quote a verse and I want to comment on it because you just hit it right between the eyes you hit a truth right between the eyes Isaiah chapter 8 verse 11 says these words for the Lord spoke thus to me with a strong hand. In order, other words, Isaiah said, look, this is not just a word. This is an emphatic word. This is a command. And it and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of these people saying, do not say a conspiracy concerning all this people call a conspiracy nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts, him you shall hallow. Let him be your fear, let him be your dread, and he will be as a sanctuary. Here's the clear command of God, and you're going to see it in David's uh, next segment of this this, uh, 
message. David Wilkerson is saying that special protection will be revealed in the last days for the remnant of God. And we're not to call a conspiracy what they call a conspiracy. Every day there is heaped on the church. And, and sadly, it's to make money. It's to sell a book. It's to agitate you. So we're sitting here, and you cannot misunderstand Todd and I. We're not trying to get you afraid. We're trying to get you aware and then give you the firepower to stand against the fear and the day that we're living in. So we cannot go by conspiracy theories. We've got to understand that if we make Christ our sanctuary, that the fear of the Lord is greater than the fear of lack of money or the fear of headlines or anything going on. That's where we go. And, and that's, that's what I believe. And Todd, the church is filled with te- conspiracy theories. And wow. I think we're actually making a, a, an entire industry over this. And what does this mean? And what does that mean? Right. And we have got to be strong. That's right. Talk yeah, about well, David, that. We got to be strong. And David nailed it on the head. He said, we've got to learn to hear from the Lord ourselves. We can't be running all over the place trying to get a word. You know, that's what that's what he was saying. He's talking about. And, and the strength comes in that fortification of being in the presence of the Lord, being in the fire. You know, and, and, and the three areas that we talked about with the World Economic Forum, you know, being uh, givers, you know, that that's an insurance policy on your finances. I mean, literally, you know, you can't outgive God. God loves a cheerful giver. You know, when we're talking about uh, praying and intercession and spiritual warfare prayer. I mean, getting into this, the presence of God and warring, that's, that's what dismantles. That's what pulls down the strongholds. So we've got to be strong in prayer. You know, they, they try to minimize prayer these days. They try to make it like it's an additive or, you know, oh yeah, and prayer. No, prayer, prayer is huge. I mean, this is this is what we need to do. Be praying and interceding and, and on our faces for our country. And then, and then, you know, the other part that we're talking about, healing, there's a good portion of people that are not believing that the Lord is still in the miracle working business. Mario, you and I can attest to the fact, I mean, there's yep. miracles happening right now. And these things strengthen us in our faith is when we see the, the Holy Spirit moving. I was just, we had a service on Friday and the spirit of joy came and, and you know, the, the spirit was so beautiful, such a powerful service. People were getting healed. And, and, you know, you can't fake that. Again, you can't fake it. You've got to be willing and then allow the Holy Spirit to move. And so I, I think we're at this precipice point, Mario, where, where the church, we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to move. We've got to, we've got to get out of the way. You, you talked about it, the gimmicks and the, you know, all these people, I, I was just yeah. at a meeting and I, you know, and I'll turn it back to you in a second, but I was at a meeting. Sure. No, leader. Keep going. you know, there was these leaders and uh, it was, you know, good people, not bad people, good people. But, but the conversation was like, how can I be relevant? You know, how can I increase my social media presence? You know, and all those things, I get it. Listen, there, there's an element of business and ministry. I understand that. But the deal is, is here's the answer. You want the answer? Be on fire for God. Be in the presence of the Lord and get fired. Get more fired up now than you've ever been before. Understand you, we were made for this time. This is it, you know? And so now, you know, somebody was saying, I'm saving money for a rainy day. Guess what? It's a rainy day. Like now is the time, you know? So I, I think we, we, we go for it. We, we show up. And we understand that we're not defeated. You know, some of the things he said, the world is collapsing, a great worldwide depression. It came so quick and so sudden. Uh, when it comes, it's overwhelming. We cannot be overwhelmed. We have to remember the God that we serve. We're citizens of heaven. 
And you know what? We're going to be, we're going to be okay. Even all these things are happening. The Lord is with us. You know, that this is why, what, why we brought this up, this word of David Wilkerson and why we're not just depending on David's prophetic word, but we're in the Bible and we're comparing one with the other to make it clear that it is truth. So being overwhelmed is understandable. It's understandable. And now we're going to hear more from David on, on these things. And right before we do, I just want to add one important part to what we're trying to say. Today is a day to be used of God. The way that you get rid of fear is with vision. Fresh vision. I have watched ministers depressed, in debt, discontent, at the end of themselves, wondering what would God do to refire their ministry and put them back in the battle, in the race. I've watched them beaten down. I've watched how fresh vision immediately destroys depression. All of a sudden, you're, you're marshaled on your way. And that's exactly what happened to David in Ziglag, uh, Todd. When he was yep. in Ziglag, he immediately heard from God, go and get him. Fresh vision. He jumped on his horse. His men were going to stone him, but they saw the look in David's eye. And they knew that every time that he ever said to mount up and ride off, they had won the war. They'd always won. And that that's was right. back. And that's what needs to happen right now. And you that are watching, you can't let the spirit of this age get in you. Fresh vision will chase away fear. Okay. God bless you. Now, Todd, let's, uh, yeah. let's hear the next segment of this, of David's prophetic word that he gave right before he went to heaven. And David, the Bible said, no, no, let me, let me say this. If, if you were to say, I'm not afraid, then you really don't understand the situation. It's that first flash of fear. There's a time for weeping. And God understands that. And many of you listening to me now, the question is, where does this end? Where does it take it? What about the church and its future? Bible says David wept until there was no tears left. But then came a time, there comes a time there is a time for weeping. There is a time that we will tremble. But God understands that. And then there comes a time to fight. David stood up. No more questions. And the Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord. And we have come to a time where every man, every woman has to get their own word from God. You can't get it from some great voice. You can't get it from someone you think is holier than you. You have to get alone with God. David got alone and the Bible said he encouraged himself. And you'll hear the voices, but you have to get your own word as David did. I have to get my own word. I have to shut myself in with God and with this book and let the Lord speak encouragement to me. Folks, it doesn't matter who prophesied what and when that's all in the past that doesn't matter and you'll hear a lot of prophetic voices saying uh, good days are just ahead no we're in that time now of 
that Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Hosea, and all the prophets said, the day of God's vengeance and recompense upon the wicked. But the prophet Isaiah said, but you are safe. This is not about God's people now, even though he's purging his church. This is about having a word from God. If you're a pastor, your congregation, like our congregation, coming to church in every service, what is God saying? What is the word? Wow. I tell you, I'm amazed at, at how clear it is what God is saying. I'll let you go first, though. What What is your response to what he just said? Well, I, I was I was sitting here taking notes because there's so much what he said. But uh, one of the things, of course, and we've, we've mentioned, be grounded in God's word. Uh, you got to hear from God yourself. There's going to be many people saying everything's going to be great. No, that's actually not what's happening. But here's what he said. We're in the ark of protection. We're, we're, we're safe. So we have to understand who we are. So we can't get caught up in the doom and gloom train. Okay, there's a lot of people that are getting caught up in the doom and gloom train just because it's a late hour and these things are happening. We have to understand we are going to be protected by the Lord. He is going to be with us. So so it's this it's there's a lot of understanding here from this word that David's giving. There, there's a lot of depth here. And I think we all got to really pray about what God is speaking in and through this because we got to hear from the Lord. My sheep hear my voice. Yes, things are getting crazy. David encouraged himself in the Lord. I'm talking about King David. Uh, we need to have our own word from God. We got to be grounded in the word. I mean, these these are nuggets, Mario. This is like if we apply right. this. This is going to set us up for success. We've got to understand the depth of this message. Hearing the voice of God on our own, separate from anyone else, is the key to safety in this hour. And if the only way you can believe you can hear from God is by getting a word from someone, then you have set yourself up for the enemy to separate you from the voice of God. You can't let any human being replace the voice of God in your life. Second, uh, in all everything you said, Todd, so good. I want to read from Isaiah 26, starting at verse 20. Come, my people, enter into your chambers. Shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation is past. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. Now, let's talk about the last part first. We have heard of the atrocities that have been committed around the world. But don't you notice that persecution of Christians that are being murdered in the earth goes completely unnoticed. I feel that part of what this is saying right here is this. Number one, get alone with God. Turn your prayer room, your prayer place into a chamber. It's more than a bomb shelter. It's more than just a sacred place. It's where you and God relate to one another and he puts power in you and peace in you to where nothing going on can come between you. See, here's what God wants you to have, an unshakable bond. 
so that you will stand. Now, you're going to hear from one side, the gloom and doom, as Todd said. You're going to hear gloom and doom on this side. Everything's bad. Look out. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And you're going to hear on this side. No, it's going to get better. Everything is fine. This is wrong. This is wrong. It's the radical middle. And in the radical middle is this. God has reserved an intimacy, a connection, a presence, a peace, a joy, and a hope that is indestructible. And in that, nothing going on. You will not be deceived by those who are unholy and call themselves Christians, those who are in it. And it's a game. It's a, it's a lighthearted uh, game. And those over here that are in depression and fear and anger, and they see a demon under every table, they see nothing but fear. You don't have to have one. You don't have to have the other. You're in the radical middle, which is you're connected to God, and every storm will pass over you because of your relationship with Christ. That, that's what I believe is the message of this hour, and that's what I believe David is trying to tell us. That's right. So anointed, Mario, what you said. You know, I heard you, I think it was over the weekend when you were speaking, you said something about we're the weapon. You know, you're the weapon, right? You say something like that. And and that really yeah. resonated in my spirit, you know, because the anointed on fire, spirit-filled believer is the weapon, the Holy Spirit in us, of course. But think about the lethal, I mean, when you have an empowered spiritual, look at David, you talk about Ziklag, what happened there. The circumstance hadn't changed yet, but something came on David. David trusted God and God gave him a revelation and then things changed. And so we're at that pivotal moment right now. The devil wants us to feel like we're defeated. He wants us to feel like it's over, it's done. Give up, get in a bunker somewhere, you know, give up. But we, we can't forget the God that we serve and, and the authority that we have, that's what they want. That World Economic Forum targeting Christians, all this stuff, what they're wanting us to do, they're wanting us to forget the God that we serve. But we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. We're going to understand where we are in history and we're going to rise up and we're going to occupy until he comes. And let me just say this. We can issue as the church a restraining order on the plans of the devil. I want you to hear what I'm saying. We have the authority yeah. in Jesus' name to restrain. There's many wicked plans. Many are the plans of the wicked. But we have the authority through prayer and fasting to issue a restraining order. And I believe this is our calling in this hour is to stand against the, the forces of darkness and the wicked plans and to be the church. Because as long as the church is here, there's opposition to the enemy's plans. And, and, and so this is why it's getting to this precipice point, if you will, where, where the pressure is on. I know you feel it. There's a pressure. But the deal is, is to stand, to, to do what, what the Lord, you know, what David's saying, you know, don't let the fear come over you. Know who you are in Christ. Get into the word. Hear from God yourself. These are exactly what we need to be implementing right now, Mario. And, and we're going to see a victory in this. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't apologize for what you and I are saying. You know, you and I, we, we're not going to back down or apologize for saying, look, we can win. We can defeat evil. We can stand. Our emotions can be under control. Our children can be protected. This is not a panacea. We're not offering you a false hope. No. This is what the saints throughout the ages have learned is the power of God in a dark hour to hold them, strengthen them, and guide them. That, yes. that, is, that is the hour. 
that we're in. And I think, uh, do we have one more? Uh, yeah, we have one another more. segment of David. Why don't yeah. you introduce it? And, okay. And let's look at it. All right. So this last one that we're going to play before we get into the firepower perspective is a word of hope. And uh, this is this is my favorite part of the of the broadcast today, because in all the things that we've shared, the world on the brink, fear, all the different things that are happening, economic peril, there is tremendous hope. And so let's go ahead and play this last clip of David Wilkerson. But where are those Davids that will stand up with the word of God? And they've been tested. I have been tested. I've been tested in my family. Cancer. Uh, all kinds of attacks out of hell. But now God is at work. God is, this is God's doing. By, I believe the Bible says God has everything under control. They, these, God said, don't mock me now. Don't scoff at my word. Stand. I've given you this word. God is going to see his church through. I hear people say, well, we're all in the same boat. No, we're not. Well, we're in a boat all right as Christians, but it's called the ark. It's the ark of safety. And God is going to ride his people through this storm. It may be difficult, the boat may shake, and there'll be storms and lightning and thunder. But God keeps his word. God has everything under control. And I ask you as a congregation of ministers and wise to stand to your feet and lift your hands and thank God for his faithfulness. He's going to see his church through. There's going to be a moving of the spirit. God is going to bring those. He's going to awaken many, many multitudes. He's going to awaken those who have been cold and indifferent. He's going to pour his spirit out in the midst of all of this. Lift your hands. Stand, lift your hands and thank God for his promises. And ask God to strengthen your faith, to give you a word so that you can stand before your family. You can stand before your friends. You can stand as David did. The whole army of 600 men rose up on one man's faith. Let that be you. God bless you. Ooh. Now let me comment. Let me say this right off the bat. If we're going to follow the logic of what we've been hearing tonight about Ziglag, then this is how the story ends. David got back everything that was stolen and more besides. He not only got his family back and the family of all his men, but the spoil. You see, I want you to hear my heart on this matter of this moment. I said this in Mesa, Arizona, when I was preaching there the Sunday night. I said, don't assume that being placed at this moment in history is an insult and a punishment. It's unfair. Couldn't I have lived in better times? Maybe when things were more affordable or a home was something you could do or simpler times when people seemed to be more decent. God did not punish you or insult you by letting you be born at this moment in history. He's honored you with it because you get to see a deeper version of his grace. You get to see a stronger version of his anointing. 
you get to see a weaponry and a superlative strength and an abiding confidence that prior generations were not allowed to have. Where do I get that from? Daniel 11, verse 32, that in the last days, the people who know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits. It's an honor to be in this time. It's not a punishment. And you need to embrace, breathe in the reality that God has chosen you to live at this time in history because it is an honor. It is not a punishment. Todd. Yes. I'm going to piggyback on that. You know, David said, where are the Davids? You know, where are the Davids that will stand up? And I'll add, where are the Esthers? You know, where are the, the people that were called for this hour? That's you. That's you. That's me. That's, that's many of you, even some of you that have been hidden for a season. And God has put a passion in your heart. He's, he's given you a message. That message is anointed. He's given you uh, something for the youth, for the young people to speak into their lives, uh, go against all this madness and this demonic stuff that's being pushed on them. There are people right now, I believe, that are listening to this broadcast that have an anointed message for youth in this hour. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but I just feel this very strongly. And, and the youth are looking. They're looking for answers. They're looking for, for Davids. They're looking for leaders. You know, it was one man's faith. I wrote this down, one man's faith. Let that be you. One man's faith, David's faith that turned that situation around when it seemed absolutely abysmal. It was a horrible situation. There was weeping. Uh, it seemed like everything was done, but God had another move and he has another move now. Another thing he said is that God keeps his word. He's going to uh, he's going to ride his people through the storm. He's going to he's going to see the church through. Who's the church? We're the body of Christ. He's not going to abandon the body. He's coming back for the body. He's coming back for a bride. He's not going to abandon us. So this is the great hope, Mario, that we have. And I'm encouraged in Christ because I feel the presence of the Lord right now, even in this studio, I feel the presence of the Lord speaking and encouraging his people and saying, it's not finished. It's not done yet. Keep pressing ahead. You know, faith is the currency of the kingdom. If you have just a little faith, you can move a mountain. But with big faith, we will see through the storm. Seeing through the storm, my brother, that's the key. You know, in the midst of everything that's so supposedly so bad, we're having the best meetings we've had in 50 years of ministry. More miracles, more souls, more power than we've ever seen. And so I want to mention two of them quickly. One very quickly. Batavia, New York, Sunday night, February the 4th, 6 o'clock. Catherine Mullins and I are going to be in Batavia, and you need to register. We only have a few seats left. Believe me, we are, and, and we register so that we know how many chairs to put up, and it's almost full. So if you're going to come Sunday night, 6 o'clock, Cornerstone Church in Batavia, you need to go to mariomarillo.org right now and register for that event. The most important announcement that I can make is that we are going to meet with all the pastors and the influencers in the Christian faith in leadership in the Phoenix, Mesa, uh, and Tempe, Scottsdale, all of that region, Glendale, all of us. We're meeting at the Weston in Tempe, the Weston Hotel in Tempe. And that is on 
the 24th of February. We're going to meet on the 24th of February and it's on a Saturday and it'll be at 11 a.m. It's a brunch. It's free, but you must register. Once again, go to mariomarillo.org. If you are a pastor anywhere near Phoenix, come and join me. I have a word from God for you. Now, I want to turn this back to Todd. Let's Todd, I think we need to pray. Uh, yes. I'll say one last thing at the end, but I want you to lead us in prayer that God's army that is watching us right now will yes. shed fear and doubt, and they will hear God's voice. This yes. is the call of this program. Get alone with God. He wants to speak to you directly, and That's you're right. not going to doubt what he has to say. And his word will give you life like yes. nothing else can. One announcement I have, we have an app in the App Store. You can go to the Apple Store, Great. you can go to Google Play, Roku TV, and this program is streaming on there. Just put in Todd Coconato Ministries and download the app. It's a way to get around some of the censorship that's going on. I want to pray. I feel the Lord really spoke tonight, Mario. There was an anointing on this message. It was a timely now word. And I believe some of you have, have caught yeah. what the Lord was saying tonight. So let's just go ahead and agree. Father, in the name of Jesus and by the power the of, of your Holy Spirit, we thank you for this anointed word, Lord, that we are in the ark, that we are protected, that you're with us, that we should not lose hope or, or get on the doom and gloom train, but Lord, that we will press in like never before, that we will utilize the tools that you've given us will be in your word. We'll hear from you. We want to hear your voice. We want to inquire of your spirit. And Lord, let us be more fired up than we've ever been before. Let us just be totally all in in this season. And I know you're going to guide this ship, Lord Jesus. You're going to you're going to take us through the storm. You're in the boat. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want to say firepower army. Here's the word. David told his men, let's go get our family. Let's go get our family back. Here's what God's telling you and I, let's go get our country back and do it in the name of Jesus. And that's firepower. And we'll see you next Wednesday right here with the power and the firepower of God.